Time zones are tricky for me. For starters, there's math involved. That's a big part of it. Second, each person is riding a slightly different wave because the sun rises and sets at different hours. And so everything is just slightly off because we're each existing at different phases of the day. What am I talking about? I'll tell you. I'll tell you, hobos. We are one, yet we are separate. Hi, my name is Mark. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. The reason I talk about time zones is because you should have heard this conversation a week ago. But time zones are tricky and we had a little bit of trouble linking up. But hey, better late than never, right? Today, we're joined around the virtual campfire by Kendra Roser, all the way from Hawaii. Kendra and I used to be online friends on Instagram, but something happened. Somehow, over the past little while, we unfollowed each other and I didn't even realize this happened until recently when she refollowed my account and I was like, whoa, I thought we already followed each other. How many months had passed that we didn't even realize we didn't? So I asked her to join us here today so we could catch up and so all of you can see how amazing she is. Uh, but before we get to Kendra, I want to take a few minutes to tell you a little bit more about Open Lines Radio. I started this little online radio network a year ago. That's right, last May, my original dream was to broadcast live entertainment. 24 hours a day was the dream. And we did it for a little while, not 24 hours a day. Uh, but the technology that's available to people on our budget isn't all that great. Uh, the live technology wasn't quite working, so we abandoned that idea. And we've gone to this more accessible, on-demand, netcast format. And I really think it's working great. I couldn't be happier with what we've created. It wasn't what we set out to do, but it's 10 times better than what I thought it would be. But we could do more. We could be putting out even more, even better content. And this is where you come in. If you would like to contribute to Open Lines Radio, please follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram. It's that easy, at Open Lines Radio. And send a direct message saying you want to participate. We need your voice, so stop holding it back. And if you're not ready to lend your voice but would still like to help Open Lines Radio succeed with a donation, please visit www.openlinesradio.com and click the donate button or donate directly at paypal.me openlines. Every little bit helps to cover our expenses and expand our technology. And while you're there at openlinesradio.com, please be sure to listen to all the other Open Lines Radio netcasts. They're so great. There's something there for everybody. Okay. Enough about that. Let's get to Kendra. Go follow Kendra on Instagram. She's at Love. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. The message she translates will help you elevate into a higher dimension. And isn't that where you really want to be? Be sure to also follow me at tincan.telephone and this virtual campfire podcast at Hobo Safe Camp. And you'll never have an excuse for having a bad day. We will help pull you out of it. Uh, Kendra is going to talk to us about her spiritual journey, her current philosophies, and there's even some extraterrestrial and Sasquatch talk, so there really is something for everyone. Uh, so let's get to it. Why am I still talking? Dearest friends, I'm so happy you've joined us here today. Please pick up the magical tin can telephone that stretches out across the planet to give each of us a chance to connect. Open your third eye. Shake the cobwebs from your brain. Let your soul out for air. Kendra? Ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. There was a time where um, you were like posting daily and I was and I got a reading, a starseed reading from you. And it was like, wow. And I was just like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I just every day looking forward to your post. I was so aligned with it, um, with your post. And then it seemed like you kind of like stopped for a while. And then it seemed like I felt like you sort of dropped out of existence on Instagram for a while. And I was like, Oh, maybe he moved or he's wanting to try something different. And then, and then I don't know, did you like pause your 
Instagram for a while because you were just like over social media or um there's there's been a, I don't know. a lot of changes to my Instagram. <laughs> it did I, I I put it down I took it down for a little while. Um took a little break and recuperated just to kind of like you know, I got tired of the same old thing and wanted to you know kind of reinvent kind of what I was doing a little bit. But what I had, what I did was I had changed, you know, was Hobo Safe Camp, and then when I uh-huh. came back, when I restarted it again, I came back with kind of just some different usernames, trying to, and you know, I I wiped out all the old Hobo Safe Camp content, so I would understand if suddenly you were like, I don't even know who this is because I kind of melted it down and and formed it over from nothing, so probably you just didn't realize it was me for a minute and I, or. So I'm not sure. I think that's what happened. And I thought that you were just gone. And and then I was like, wow, what happened? Like something crazy must have happened. Like, where did he go? You know what I mean? Because you're you were so, so prominent on there and people you had like a huge following. And um, and then, yeah, I felt like you were just gone. And then I was just like, uh, maybe because you weren't inactive and I just thought you weren't there anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's how we became unfollowed, but but you're back. Yeah, and so then I, I think I saw you on um, the page. I'm so bad about knowing all the terms and everything for social media, but on the Instagram page, where like if you like certain accounts, they like introduce right. you to other ones, like posts that you can look at. And then I thought, oh, this one caught my eye. And then I noticed that one of my other friends who lives on this island who. Um, had liked it, and then I went on there, and then I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is almost safe camp!" But it was on your tin can tin telephone, camp, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, and so that's how I started refollowing you. That's cool. That's I, weird. Weird how that happens. Yeah, my old the old hobo safe camp account has actually become the open lines radio account, and I've lost about three thousand followers once I did that. So maybe I should have left it as it was. That's okay. Shake it up. So that's what brought you into my mind for why I wanted to talk to you. But the real reason I wanted to talk to you is because the content, I mean, even though you say you're not that social media savvy, the content of your social media is really good. And the message that you put out is really good. And, and I just kind of wanted to talk to you about like your, just your personal like philosophy on existing. I mean, it's kind of a broad thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> It's a broad thing to ask a rambler. <laughs> um, my philosophy has changed so much. Like I would consider myself, like if you want to give it a label or a term, um, having started my awakening probably pretty much about nine years ago when I was pregnant with my youngest son, who is now um, just turned eight recently. And um, I would say that most of my whole entire life I chose to live as a victim so because of the mentality and I'm also like I'd say very energetically sensitive like an empath and so um I was a black sheep of the family and to give myself another label but um and so I grew up feeling very separate from my family and probably in that time in the 80s, I grew up in the 80s, you know, it's such a such a different time than now. And um, but I, because I had all these things happen, I, I chose to be the victim. And so I was always expecting the worst. So I lived the victim mentality most of my life. And I had a lot of, I guess, traumatic things happen in my life. But, you know, like they always say, I went to her in the good part of your life. Oh yeah. If those things didn't happen, I wouldn't be who I am today. But honestly, you know, like I, I chose for them to happen. I, they continued to happen because I put myself in that place. But, um, so I'm in a very different place now. And I like to talk about, I know a lot of things make people uncomfortable, but it's changing because of social media, people, you know, have a platform and because they're not publicly speaking, it's easier to talk about the traumatic things that happen to you. And, um, so I don't like to make them not, you know, um, take away their importance or for people that are still going through it, um, and how dark of a time it can be. But I just like to talk about those things because I feel like I've, when I do, of course, um, 
or anybody who talks about the dark things in their life. Um, they help people, you know, they, people feel aligned with you and, um, and then they're able to share and start trying to heal and then help others too. So it's like, you know, the domino effect, like they say, but that's sort of where I am in my life right now. Um, and to talk about philosophy, I would say <laughs> there's so many different things spiritually that I'm learning about every day. But I'm one of those, I think, irritating spiritual people that like I have a hard time talking about everyday things with people. So if I'm around people that are not going to talk spiritual, I tend to like leave my body <laughs> talking about like Target specials <laughs> or things like that. I just, the mundane stuff. um, yeah. And I, it's not to say that I haven't been there before and I can't connect with nice people because I mean, I have friends that, you know, are maybe like n not close friends, but then friends that I see every day, like moms at school and stuff and that I feel connected to because they're very sweet, kind, good people, but like they're very different from me, um, in a spiritual aspect. And so, um, they talk about different things than that I would like to talk about. So pretty much I'd say I don't have any friends. I have like zero physical friends. I have like a few friends that I see every once in a while that are still like, you know, living very different lives than me. But pretty much all my friends from my past, I'm not connected with anymore. And, and I've made a couple of those friends that you know are like on the weird level and want to talk about all the weird stuff with me when I get together with them but um the one good friend that I had here she moved away so I don't um see I see her like maybe once a year and then I get all my weird talking done yeah, then isn't I it weird how like the people who are closest to our lives and who are in our day-to-day -day lives we we tend to not have that spiritual connection it seems to be like when we, we're talking about those things like you know, that are, are, are bigger than ourselves. It's usually with a stranger or an acquaintance or someone you don't see all the time. The people you see every day, you right. don't ever get into that. It's, it's kind of funny. Right. Right. And, um, like with my husband, like we have very similar, um, spiritual ideas, but then still at the same time, I think he hasn't experienced a lot of like the, the more physical things that I've experienced since I started, you know, um, becoming more of a spiritual person, I guess, or, per se. And, um, so I think he got tired of me like <laughs> every day, like wanting to talk about and not wanting to talk about music anymore or, um, you know, this funny TV show or watch this clip on YouTube. And I just became, we became very, <clears throat> excuse me, disconnected for a while, but I'd say like more recently, um, we're starting to reconnect in that spiritual way again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I totally know what you mean about the, <laughs> the whole everyday. Well, you know, it's, maybe it's because it's like just such this big topic that it's like it's almost too intense to talk about with the people that like all that be always talking about it. You've kind of got to build something up so that when you do come into contact with somebody who wants to actually listen to it or talk about it, there's actually like something there. It's not like, you know, it's, it's fresh. Right, right, right. And I think that was my mistake in the beginning of when I was experiencing all this stuff and one of my friends that I used to talk about makeup and whatever with. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I think there's been an alien coming into my room. It's <laughs> like, oh, my God, Kendra is losing her mind, you know, and and that's sort of when the disconnects with my um, old friends started happening that I could not, um, you know, make that separation <laughs> with. I just wanted to like tell everybody and they were just sort of like, okay. <laughs> what do you, what do you think the aliens coming into your room were doing? Uh, okay. That's where it all started was with aliens. And so when I was pregnant with my son, who I said is eight now at Abaya, um, I was 41, 40 when I got pregnant and 41 when I gave birth, but I started, um, having these crazy things happen at night. My husband is a musician, so he'd be gone at a gig or something and I'd be at home alone. My two other kids that live with me, they go back and forth in between my home and my ex's home. Um, and so a lot of times they'd be gone or if it'd be a week and they'd be gone. And that's usually when my husband would be at a gig. And um, 
I just started waking up at the 3.33. It'd be 3.33 every single night. And back then I had the digital, you know, clock going on because I really didn't have um, the whole internet thing on my phone yet. And um, I would have, I started having really bizarre experiences, nothing that I'd ever experienced before. Um, Light flashes going on in my room, just an intense feeling of somebody being there when I would wake up and be filled with fear Um, and hearing mechanical things, voices in my house, um, lights going on and off. Um, and then starting to leave my body um, spontaneously. Um, and all these things started just happening. And I was convinced that aliens were coming and they, they were going to take my baby um, away from me. That was like, you know, my worst yeah. fear. And just, it was pretty heavy. Like now I think back and I think, oh, that that's so funny. But ne- But when I was going through it. I thought I was losing my mind, and I think my husband thought I was losing my mind. When you look back too. at it now, do you still feel like it was an, like this external thing, or do you think it was something you were producing or that was coming from inside you? I think that I believe in multidimensional beings, and um, I think that I was being visited by some sort of multidimensional being. Um, I, I totally believe in ETs and... Um, Sasquatch and all these things, but, um, and I, and I was starting to believe, and it's funny because there's this, um, UFO research thing called, I think their abbreviation is M-U-F-O-N and they're a huge UFO research thing. And anyways, I took some random test and somebody, one of the researchers got back to me and said, oh, you sound like, you know, that you've been visited or were interested in hearing your story. So they called me. And I think I talked to this woman about three times, um, usually about hour-long conversations. And she convinced me that, or I was very open to the idea that I was, um, you know, genetically inclined to have like, I mean, I think we all are, but that maybe I was a product of some sort of, um, uh, what do you call it? Um Gosh, why can't I think of the name? What aliens were like using me and my family to do right. research or whatever. Um, you were one of their subjects of an experiment or something. Yeah, and my son was definitely um, part alien, but so was I and so is my daughter. And she was saying, oh, you need to go get DNA testing and you probably have like a chip embedded somewhere in you and all this stuff. And then I was just thinking, man, this is like getting kind of heavy for me and I don't want to get obsessed. Like I know some people probably get very obsessed and it takes over their lives. And in the past, I've had a tendency to be, I guess, obsessive compulsive. And so I just sort of like I'm choosing not to like get wrapped in the idea because like there's so many things that we can get wrapped up in and then we lose track of what we're doing, where we are in our life. And you become formed, I guess, in a, like a little box. And I I think I'm done doing that, but I'm very open to the idea of, um, of it, of the possibility. You can can acknowledge that it's happening, but you don't have to be, you don't have to obsess over the fact that it's happening. Right. Like, I feel like, you know, nowadays people get so wrapped up in the idea of a label, even if it has the best intentions, I feel like it distracts us from, you know, finding our our authentic self and being our authentic self, which to me is without labels. We're not defined by any of this. None of this is real. Um, and what we are at the soul level and connection with everybody else is what truly is is real. And um, so I try not to get wrapped up in my like labels anymore, like empath, vegan, you know, this, that. Um, although I identify with everything. I used to have vegan on my Instagram. Um, and I also have, I think, aspiring witch. But I don't want to be like just... Some people, they get so wrapped, like, oh, if you're vegan, then you can't do this and this and this. And if you're a witch, then you can't be interested in this and this and this. And that's where I, like, find, you know, the fault in all the whole idea of labels. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, but you, and, and I think this was the reason I was drawn to your 
your writing in the first place is you're a big believer in like we're all everything like we're all connected and everything's one yet at the same time we're still like unique pieces of the one would that be accurate right like i feel like we're all you know separate souls but then when we come together when we find our highest um purpose i guess in whatever how many lifetimes because i believe in parallel universes and i believe in past lives and it, it you hear so many different perspectives on on those too and it can get so confusing if you just start to believe one way but i do believe at the core of everything that god is considered all of us together and our realization of that or being in you know quote unquote heaven is when we have come together with everyone else and we realize that we're just when oh, that's cool i like that part of everything i like yeah. that idea of heaven yeah um it's it's funny because i don't know if you were brought up with religion but oh, yeah. i was not brought <laughs> yeah were you i was brought up with in the mormon church so i have a really fucked up uh, idea of heaven <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because my my best friend the one that i said she comes here and i see her about once a year and then i get all my weird out but she was part of the mormon church too and um she has a really interesting story maybe you should have <laughs> yeah her on definitely she has some bizarre stories like she just she's a magical being but yeah she's not part of the mormon church anymore but she's very open to like everything too but um yes i wasn't brought up spiritually but um I was my marriage that I was in before I was like a born again Christian. Right. And so that was really an interesting <laughs> time in my life. But um, it was more like a cult. What, what was that? How did that happen? Were you, you were, you were brought up without really religion or spirituality. And then how, how did you find yourself a born again Christian? <laughs> um, well, because I was saying like I was in that victim mentality. So I had all these traumatic things that seemed to happen because I was always waiting for the next bad thing to happen because I was the victim. And so um, I think I was in this relationship and I was in a, a really bad place at the time. I was a stripper and I was doing drugs. And um, and then I ended up getting pregnant and I was still doing drugs and drinking and stripping when I was pregnant up until four months. And then my boyfriend the father of my son, he committed suicide. And so from there, it spiraled into, um, oh, I think, a, a search for more of what happens after you die. But also I was um, having a child for the first time. And then right out of having a child, I think about four, when he was only about four months, I got involved with a um, an abusive the father of my child was abusive too, but then this guy was way more abusive and he was uh, using ice and Coke. So he was super abusive. And um, out of that relationship, I was with him for like a little uh, over a year. Out of that relationship, I was looking for, I guess, security and just wanting someone to be like the father for my child. At that point, I always was like wrapped up in a man. Right. If I didn't have a man, then I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I, I felt like, you know, I, I needed that that sort of security in my life to, to show me like love and because I didn't have any self-worth or self-love at that time. So I found um, I was at a bar and I bumped into this guy that I used to be like have the biggest crush on back in the early 90s. And he was like the pro surfer and this and that. And he was sort of like untouchable. Well, he was like interested in me at the bar and I was just, and he had just gotten out of a relationship too. And so I instantly connected with him. Well, found out he was born again, Christian. Uh. And I think his purpose was to try to save the lost girl. And so there I got into this relationship and I started going to Bible studies and <laughs> going to these um, group meetings for women. And they were like casting all these demons <laughs> out of me and, all the time. And um, I, I got really heavily into it. And the funny thing was the elders of the church, when I started speaking in tongues, because yes, I was oh, wow. speaking in tongues too. 
they told me that the tongues that I was speaking were of the devil. Oh, okay. And they told me that. <laughs> yeah, when I think about that. But one interesting thing was one of the elders of the church that was a woman who was like a prophet and she was like everybody like bowed down to her and she would um, give all these prophecies all the time. And um, she came from a very wealthy family. Her husband was super rich. And she told me that um, I was given the gift of healing in my hands and I was going to be a great healer. And I just remember thinking, oh, oh, how cool. But it's funny because um, my mom and my sister and I all do um, energy healing work. And so like now when I think back to it, I think, oh, she sort of knew yeah. what she was talking about. But she was just, you know, caught up in the, that idea of um, a religion and Jesus. But she was a healer herself. Would you say that that came along at the right time? Like that was actually maybe what was what you needed right then? Probably so. Um, it really showed me a lot about like my own spiritual ideas, because I would say about a couple years into my marriage, I just started thinking that this does not make any sense to me. Um, <clears throat> their ideas of believing so heavily about things. But when I would ask, I'm a question right. asker, right. <laughs> it's like right. my husband insane, but asking a million questions to all these people that were supposed to be the elders, but they really didn't have any um, understanding or actual knowledge of why they believed in it, except for that it was written in this Bible, but they didn't even have the answers. And so I just really felt, started feeling more and more disconnected. And then my sister, who was really into um, just open spirituality, um, and she was like doing all this stuff that we would consider demonic in our church. Um, she secretly mailed me these books, and um, it was like a book but written by a person who channeled this guy named Oren, and um, it just had so much wealth in this, these books, and she had a series of books. I think her name is Sinea Roman. But um, I just was like, wow, like I'm getting so much more from these books than I ever did from being part of this church. And then from there, my marriage just start, started to disintegrate. And I just was like, tried. I was so heavily controlled by my ex-husband and by his ideas and wanting me to conform. I just, yeah. Four, four years later, I got a divorce, and then I was just, like, free, like, for, the, I think, the first time in my life, kind of. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I hear yeah. I hear a lot. I've talked to a lot of people on this virtual campfire podcast. I think this is episode 43. And it seems like the major theme um, through most people when they come into, like, a spiritual awakening or... or is through religion and everyone everyone's had the the strict or, or some sort of religious background and and maybe and, and then they've had that they've had to break away from and maybe it was that the fact that you didn't have that religious background as a child you needed to go through some sort of religion to break free from to open up into this other, you know evolve into this other realm so the people that don't break free from the religion that fail to evolve right right it's funny because um, my, so my kids is interesting in my, in the whole blended family of so many, everybody pretty much nowadays is from a blended family. So my oldest son, the one that lost his father. So he kind of grew up um, in that environment, um, but not really connecting with my ex as a dad. And he is not religious at all now. Um, but then my, daughter the next one she's 18 she is very connected to mine and mike's my husband's ideas she's very open and then my son the next one down he's 16 and he's um chosen to be live that born again christian um idea that's his he's very committed to it and he's like a youth leader and the church and all this kind of stuff, but he doesn't go around like saying, condemning me or saying, telling me I'm going to go to hell or anything. Like At least that. not out loud. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, at least I felt that way. I'm sure it's a different strike than that. <laughs> but um, but he lives with me, so I guess he's sort of chosen. Like, I'm not going to tell mom she's going to hell because I still have to live with her for a few more years. And um, and oh, and then my youngest son, Advaya, he's a very um, I think he's very energetically, he is very energetically sensitive. And so it's interesting to see because I wasn't aware with my other kids in this way spiritually, <clears throat> but with him, you know, I went through my whole like shift of perspective with him in my stomach. And then since then, you know, I've kind of been growing and expanding. And so I know I see with him the fact when he was born and, into when he could talk that he could see um, energy and spirits. And then when he entered into the whole school system, he it started changing, you know, the perspective. But when you're aware of it, you're seeing him go through it. And then part of me wants to keep him at home. So he's not, you know, his, his views don't become so closed. But then he's very social. So, of course, I wasn't going to take that from him. And we just try to keep it balanced at home but at the same time he doesn't see like spirits anymore but there was a time he was really you know it was very um something he was experiencing daily and talking to us about and so it's kind of sad but then i still talk to him about his spirit guides and when he went and got an aura reading it was kind of nice because he used to say the three colors. He'd call them the colors because they were just like, he'd say they were balls of light that would follow him around. And so his spirit guides were always three and were always just to him the colors. But then he stopped talking about them and he stopped seeing. And sometimes I would ask him, do you see the three colors? And he sort of started to forget what who they were. And we went to this um, body, mind, spirit expo and he had his aura Um, his image taken again and he had it taken like when he was about four and so his aura looked so different then from what it does now but um she said oh and i see your three spirit guides are here and he just like his eyes sort of brighten up because he's sort of like oh this is something that mom talks to me about that i don't really relate to anymore but having someone an outside perspective tell him that too i think sort of made him happy like oh they still are there but i just don't see them anymore but hoping that he'll like reopen that ability because of course nobody at school like has any of those sort right, of right. ideas well maybe that's maybe they just had to uh, let him do his thing on his own without him that him seeing them yet they're still there you know just so you yeah. don't have to deal with the that shit at school <laughs> you know yeah. people that don't understand yeah he's like oh, look there's the colors guys and they're like oh my god what is he talking about so um, what kind of things are you like, you know, like I go through phases of like learning about different things. Like right now I'm like really heavily into like the whole idea of the Sasquatch interdimensional, um, family and, um, also the idea of the Merkaba. And I've been like really reading books about it and watching videos about it. And what kind of things are you into right now? I've, I've really been kind of fascinated with space and um but almost like I don't, I don't even know how to explain it it's it's like uh I, I talked to somebody a few months ago who was a a flat earth a flat earther and believes in the flat earth and i, I don't necessarily believe that theory but it did kind of shake my belief system enough you know to to even like research it a little bit more and and, and I don't know. I'm just, there's just other things I, I'm seeing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm like really fascinated with with the moon and like the moon landing and whether or not it really happened and and why we haven't gone back. And I've been kind of like looking, like follow, going down those uh, rabbit holes lately, um, uh, those conspiracy theories and like why it would be faked and that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Or, gosh, that's one connection that I definitely have with my husband is conspiracy theories and like that we are total believers of every conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, he even believes that Paul McCartney is not the real Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah, I saw those side by sides. They don't yeah, even look the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, honey. But yeah, some of them you just got to let go. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I'm total. I have a friend, um, 
that I had been friends with on Facebook years ago. Um, and sort of lost contact with her now, but she's like a whole head of like the whole flat earthers and she does podcasts. Her name is Patricia Steer. Okay. And, um, I don't know if you've ever watched any of her videos or listened to her podcast, but she's like a, she's, I, I connected with her because we were both like vegan animal rights activists kind of thing. But, um, I'm not so heavily into that now. I don't know. I, I just see that she's a big flat earther, but yeah. So when she was, and then another vegan friend was, I, I looked into all of that too and was interested in it because I'm very like open to anything. I, I don't just, you know, discredit something immediately because I think that most things are lies <laughs> right. that we're, we've been right. fed. And so it's nice to like do your own research and then um, come up with your own conclusions or never, you don't really need a conclusion, but just sort of like, you know, figure it out for yourself. Like I found when I try to find an, a solid answer, you, you usually don't ever find one unless it's, you know, a science thing or something like that. But still then, even then, people always have other perspectives and you'll always hear something to contradict what you thought was like a, a, an answer for you. When I was, um, when my third eye opened spontaneously... And I was seeing all these visions and it started to intensify and I wasn't asking to see them and it would be become more and more heavy and I didn't have any control over it. And I was, and I it was all in that time where I felt like I was going crazy, but I wanted an answer to like why it was happening and, you know, trying to find somebody else that could give me the answer. And it, I realized how, how crazy it made me trying to search for something that really doesn't have an answer. And I just had to be satisfied with what I thought it was. And, um, and yeah, and, and that really helped me in, in processing, oh, okay, this thing just happens. And I really still don't understand why I have these visions or what they're supposed to um, help me with. But I just remain very open to maybe one day I will grasp a better understanding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I tend to believe that the the truth is hidden in the conspiracies, that that um, the, the people who are trying to hide it make it a you know come out with the conspiracy just to put the truth out there in our faces, yet mask it as a conspiracy so the mass public don't believe it. Right. Or at least some element of truth is in there. Right. Like with all the movies and stuff, people will be like, "Oh, the Matrix." It's just a movie. It's not real. Or all these alien movies, you know, it's right. that that's not real. Yeah. Right. right. But I, I also, I, I don't know, like we were talking earlier about ETs and I don't know <laughs> necessarily that they come from like the depths of space. Like I'm, I'm more along the belief of like trans dimensional journeys, you know, where they're not coming across millions of light years of, of space to get here. They're just, shifting they're they're here anyway they're here now we're just they're just not seeing it right 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 and that's what i think i believe that too because when i was having those experiences it's interesting because i don't have them anymore um and now it's like i want things to happen you know what i mean right right. happening it's like oh my gosh i don't want this to happen anymore this is really scary but then when it stops happening you miss it. But I feel like they were coming in through a portal into my room. And so when I would see like these great flashes of light, it was like um someone was in my room with one of those cameras with a big flash bulb um, whenever it would happen, go off in my room, like in the pitch black room. And it would just like scare the crap out of me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I totally believe that too, that they're just like traveling like, um, by dimensions or whatever. Yeah, we just haven't figured out how to do it yet. Or, or yeah. I'm sure they have. Someone has. They're just not sharing it with us. <laughs> right, right. It's like with the whole idea of Bigfoot and people say, well, if it's real and you say that you have proof, then where is your proof? Um, and so I, it's funny because I'm going to Washington in the summer and I don't like plan on like, you know, going up into the mountains and actually like, meeting up with a Bigfoot and becoming friends with him. But I totally believe in the idea of, um, of the Sasquatch people being interdimensional beings that once lived here, like just like with other ancient civilizations here on this planet, but no longer live here anymore. 
that they still can communicate with us telepathically. And so um, I just sort of have that idea. That's an interesting take on Sasquatch that I've never thought of, that interdimensional being that just kind of almost comes in like a glitch in the matrix and is here for a second and then disappears, and that's why you can't find it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was reading these books lately, and that's what got me. Because I've been, like, obsessed with Sasquatch my whole life. Like, I grew up, I was born here, and I lived here for a small part of my life, but then I moved in my formative years. I lived in Washington State. And so I grew up, like, looking for Sasquatch like my whole entire life you know when you're driving and you're looking at the top of the mountains I just like would always even when I go back I just had to have the habit <laughs> of looking for him in the forest or wherever we were and um so I really like the idea um when I came a- a- across these books of him being a of them being a- interdimensional beings as well yeah that's but, cool yeah. that's cool so what are you, what are you working on, on now? Like where, or on yourself, or or like where are you, like where are you trying to elevate to? Like what, what, what are what are you currently working on? That's what's your next step in evolution? Uh-huh. So, been obsessed with the Merkaba, and um, I can't say his name properly, so I'm not going to try to say it. Strenvalo. I'm sure if you just Google Strenvalo. And his last name is um, like a M-E-L and it ends with an E-K, Jeff, or something like some sort of name. Benvalo and it starts with an M. Um, I've been really fascinated with his um, teachings. And he wrote his first series of books. Um, is it The Flower of Life? And um, anyways, they have a sacred geometry and all about ancient civilizations and um, and about the Merkaba. And he just has, like, he just, like, received all this information um, through spirit. And so it's just, and it's crazy in detail. And um, I've been, like, watching all his videos about, um, I did, like, a, a meditation the other night um, of his to try to um to reignite your Merkaba and um, I was just watching a lecture on his of the antenna, your pineal gland antenna and reactivating those. And it's just like so fascinating to me. Um, So on my own spiritual growth, I'm still like, feel like I haven't found, you know, like your purpose. Like, I don't really know. It's, very it's been the source of frustration for me ever since this has started of not finding my purpose like not knowing what it is that i'm supposed to do um and feeling like i'm just like supporting my husband and his purpose not that that's not good enough for me because what he's doing is super amazing the messages that he's spreading through his music is very amazing and and i love supporting the family and supporting him but I feel like there's something that I'm supposed to be doing and and um, I'm just not figuring it out and I think you're doing it you're just not realizing what it is I think you should go back and read your Instagram posts they're pretty amazing it's pretty it's pretty pretty good stuff your Instagram is at er, er, because um when my kids got me to do social media they were <clears throat> excuse me all doing instagram and they were like oh here we'll set it up for you and they're like what do you want your username to be and i was just like um i don't know i said my son's name and so i've just kept it at that all those years even though people will be like oh hi advaya because they think my name's advaya obviously because that right. makes sense <laughs> but yeah but yeah so it's 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 cool being on social media, not trying to be like addicted to it as a whole another dimension because it's like the way that I have connected with people like you and, you know, it's, it's hard to not be um, looking on there all the time and feeling like, Oh, this is my connection with other people that think like me. And at the same time, trying to stay like true to myself and remember, Oh yeah, you're supposed to, you should be meditating and you should be doing this and you should be doing that instead of being on social media. So it's trying to find the balance. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I feel you. I'm doing this. I'm the same way. I spend a fraction of the time I used to spend on social media, but I think it's changed a little bit. I think, you know, it's just like everything changes. Like, you know, we, we go through phases and, and something becomes normal and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the aliens stop visiting you (laughs) once it becomes normal. And, you know, you're talking about when you, when your third eye opened and I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm like, I just feel so calcified, you know, like I've just gotten in a rut and it's like, I, I was telling my wife the other night that I just, those, those, moments of synchronicity that used to come and amaze me like just aren't there anymore and I don't know if it's because I'm just it's just become normal and it doesn't amaze me anymore or if they're just not there you know right 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 yeah and then I think the whole comparison thing of going on to other people's Instagram and thinking oh man they're going through this crazy stuff that I am dying to go through why am I not why isn't that happening anymore but yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Maybe it just becomes normal or I don't know. It's just so weird. And I find like being on here on my phone all the time, though, because I've become really, I don't know, are you super EMF sensitive? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's just yeah, pick, it's picking up electronic signals all the time. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, I'm, I was thinking maybe that's the universe trying to tell me get off your freaking phone all the time and start doing those things. And maybe you'll start having experiences because when I think back to when all these things started happening, I was meditating heavily and I wasn't on my phone a lot because I didn't have internet on my phone back then, you know? Right. Right. I don't I think of all the energy we put, put out into our phones. It's crazy. I know. know. It's no wonder we all feel so scattered now. It's like we've been, we've been, purposefully putting energy directing it into this phone and out into all these people that are looking in it's weird yeah it is super weird but yeah so i'm sort of uh, lost as as most people are (laughs) my way (laughs) well that's i don't know if that's i think that might be a little comforting because (laughs) you it's like like you you've met you've uh you, you paint a pretty good illusion of uh having it together and and uh and like being a you know like it you're you're on your way to becoming a a future ascended master you know like your your stuff's on point you know but then to hear you say you don't even know it's like okay good she doesn't either you know it's like yes i'm on my way to be an ascended master but i don't know where the hell i'm going (laughs) it's all good (laughs) yeah i guess as long as you keep learning yeah, I think that's the most important thing. I think the mistake that, well, I wouldn't say mistake because mistakes are all part of our growth, but the thing that I see a lot of people doing is getting too caught up in one idea. And when you get caught up in one idea, then you're closing yourself off to all the millions of other things that are meant to direct us, you know, into ex- expansion and becoming one with every everything else. And I think like when we live with like, love and compassion like I get tested all the time like I seem like like you said I'm I'm giving advice because that's what I know is right but of course we all often we're human and I've been so tested by this crazy neighbor that we've had that's not loving and compassionate and he like shoots at the chickens and he's just like the yeah he's like the total opposite of me and so it's been a test of like trying to remain compassionate for this person and understand that he's lived a completely different life. He has narcissistic like um, sort of tendencies to give him a label. That's how I would describe him, but to not get caught up and pulled into that, you know, it's, it's easy just to be human and to let our emotions control us. But um, then I realize how gross I feel after I've like, you know, gone that way that I just, no, doesn't do myself any good, doesn't do him any good. He chooses to be the victim. And I've chosen to be that victim before, too, where you think that everyone is against you and the bad thing is waiting around the corner and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I just realized that, you know, we we have that choice of not we own up to everything and and start to, you know, um, say that we we chose that path then your whole perspective changes. And I just like living, like 
I can say that most people that meet me, even though I tell you that I'm pretty lost because I, I mean, I am lost. I, I don't know what my purpose is, but at the same time, um, I feel like just living with love and compassion, people would probably tell you, yeah, that's how she is. That's really how she is in, in her lifetime. When I tell people that I get angry, the people that I see all the time, most people, except for my husband, he knows how I do. <laughs> I get pissed off about something, but most people would say, oh, I can't imagine you being like that, Kendra. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think that's good if like 95% of the time you can just embody the, the true love and compassion and rather than the, the pissed off Kendra losing her mind. <laughs> Well, it's like um, we, we rarely take our own advice, right? So all these people you've given all this great advice to over the years that they've taken that's benefited their life, the advice you, you would give to yourself, you're too reactionary to take it in right, the moment. Right, right. It's really, really hard um, to let go of the attachment of, of ego and not let ego control you. Um, that's, yeah, that's another thing that I'm heavily working on. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know we've kind of we've missed a couple times and got some times mixed up, but I'm glad we finally connected. This has been great. This has been an awesome, weird and twisty turny <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I was telling my husband, I really don't know what I'm talking about because you know what I'm like. I'm like, I was saying to him, I'm just like all over the place. So he's just like honey just be yourself and you know what i mean and if you ramble then you ramble that's just you like, okay, <laughs> you can see that our, our conversation yes has gone all over the place but it's been fun like, it's nice to talk to somebody that you instantly feel very connected and comfortable with so and, thanks uh, for having me oh you're on. you're welcome thank you for doing this and if i change um instagram accounts i'll give you a heads up first so we don't lose each other <laughs> When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you 